January 16, 2023. It's a Watt for Pedro show. In Coltrane's sopraanspel zitten hier en daar duidelijk Arabische invloeden. Gebeurt dat nu bewust of niet? Well, uh, at, at that time it was. At that time it was. If, it, if it's his favorite thing, then just for you. Of course. Yeah. At that time it was. Um, since I've been uh, listening more and more to uh, Indian music, and, uh, and uh, I've been trying to use some of their methods and what we're doing, some of the things we're doing, you know. But at that time it was more or less uh, unconscious. Unconscious.
Watch for Pedro's show. Happy Monday. Uh, started off with John Coltrane talking to Michael DeRoyter on November 1961 about his version of My Favorite Things. And then we had Melton Pot doing Butterfro. And because of those Estonian software engineers with their scap invention, I have with me all the way from fucking Pedro, <laughs> where I am at. I see you. I, got, I see you right there, looking at my window. That's Donald there, and then there's Pineco Man too from the fucking Righteous Melting Pot Group. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, sir. sir. Thank you, sir. Absolute, absolute. Uh, okay, who wants to go first? You know, I will let Pineco Man go first. Pineco Man, the before I did. <laughs> Pineco <laughs> Man, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh, Beatles, man! A lot of Beatles, a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Little Shit, we just lost a drummer, man. We just lost a drummer, man. Right there were like three brothers, right? Verdeen's bad. I, I know him, the bass man. But the singer a few years ago, the older guy, he started the band. And the drummy man a couple of weeks ago we just lost. can't remember his name. But uh, incredible band, Earth, Wind & Fire. I saw them oh, yeah. open up the... Uh, no, they didn't open. They went on second. Rare Earth opened up. Second band was Earth, Wind & Fire. California Jam, 1974, Ontario Motor Speedway. Oh, my word. The Greyhound bus. Remember, the uh, the the bus stop here was on Ocean Boulevard in Strong Beach. So it was $2 each way. The, the gig <laughs> itself was $6.50. Yeah. Oh, because that it was uh, used so to sell delivery. records. Uh, gigs weren't like a, an entity on its own, you know. It was still about just promoting records. Okay. So, Panko Man. Yes, sir. Did you grow up in Pedro? I did not. I moved here when I was 10. 1985. Where'd you come from? I'm from, uh, well, before that was Colorado. Father was in the Air Force. Ah, so okay, military, like my pop. My pop was a machinist yeah. mate in the Navy. I came from Virginia when I was nine. So in that pad you grew up, or one of the pads, because military, we grew up in a lot of pads. Mm -hmm. uh, were there musical instruments, uh, Pinecone Man? Uh, there was a guitar laying around, there was a piano, and didn't do a whole lot till probably when we got out here. Uh, oh, you didn't have to go through the ordeal of the piano lesson experience? No, did yeah. not. Because no, I've had cats on the show, I've had cats on the show almost quit music because of that experience. Mm -hmm. And what I've found, it's usually the problem of the teacher, they don't know how to fucking do it. Right. And they make it all bulge and the dude's bum on it. Okay, yeah, so you didn't do any music till you get out to California. Pretty much, right? Yeah, that's okay. No, like Mr. Orson Welles learned us, no wine before it's time. That's right. Okay, so let me ask you about school. Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Marching band uh, in, uh, well, uh, school band in uh, at Dana Middle School. And what'd you play? And the marching band saxo, alto sax. Alto, like John Coltrane yep. started on. Yes, sir. Okay. And marching band, uh, marching band in uh, high school. And Pedro jazz band. High. Guitar and jazz band. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, you you doubled up. You did alto and then guitar. Oh, well, you got on alto because of school, right? How right. Did you, how'd you get on guitar there, Pinecone Man? Uh, my brother was playing. Ah, Older brother? My brother, he wanted his uh, accompaniment, so he started me on bass to, to accompany him. Oh, really? Was, so you were oh, first boy. on bass? What was your yeah. first? Tell me what was your first? I'm a little prejudiced that way. What, by the way, happy Dr. King Day. Uh, happy Dr. King Day. Yeah. What was your first bass? Uh, I didn't have one. I used his. It was an Ibanez. Okay. I and what, what kind of amp? 
Shit, I can't even remember. That's okay. It's a Watt for Pedro <laughs> show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> okay, but how long you last on bass? Not too long. I started wanting to play guitar. And, okay. Uh, now, he, he, when you got on that guitar, did you think, hey, that bass was like a four-string guitar? Or did you rather think, which I've grown to, uh, been enlightened to, four-string drum set? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, oh, yes, yeah, four-string guitar, it's easier. No, no, it's a four-string drum set. Now, you get into that. Right. Right. It's a drum set. Okay, so what was your first, Pinecone Man, what was your first guitar? Uh, that was a harmony guitar. Was it electric or acoustic? It was electric. And what kind of amp? A Fender Champ. Now, I got to tell the listeners, the harmonies weren't like the kind of the top of the line, but they were still okay. Yeah. What'd you get? I was 12 years old and... You know, back in the day when they were the, the, the classified ads. So oh, okay, because I was rats. going to say, because in the older, older days, the pawn shops weren't on Pacific and 8th like they are now. They were on 6th, right. you know, across from uh, that pizza joint next to Senfuku, Yoshi. Mm. That's where all the pawn shops were. And that's mm. where you could get guitars for $10, $15. That's where me and D. Boone got our first ones. But, but you saying classifieds or you saying recycler? Classified, the way I remember it, I was only 12, but I remember okay. uh, classified like a L.A. Time, Daily Breeze, News Pilot at that time. Fish Rapper. Now, that, uh, do you remember Thursdays, though, with Recycler 75 said, I got all my shit and all my cars, everything out of the Recycler. I remember Recycler. Okay, okay. And uh, now, what was your education? On, were you self-taught, or did your brother help you, or did you get a teacher? Mostly through my brother, and then whatever I learned on my own, or, or guitar magazines, Guitar World. What about the shit me and D. Boone did, which was try to copy off records? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, playing along with songs and right, trying right, to figure right. out. Now, what was the first record you bought with your own money, Pinecone Man? Abbey Road. Beatles. Beatles and what was, what was the Road first gig you saw? First gig I saw... Uh, Eric Clapton, Whoa. Pacific Theater. Okay. Also about 12 years old. Yeah, he, that was one of the guys that was in Cream. Yeah. Oh, Jack Bruce. <laughs> okay. And uh, now, not after school, like graduating, but in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, the garage band, the bedroom band? Oh, yeah. That was uh, with uh, with our our bass player, Scott Seesky, who passed away oh, uh, damn. a while ago, maybe 13 years ago. No, now. but he's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, Much he's respect to Scott. We met about 12 years old and just started. He started on drums and then he went to start playing bass. So you and never you never went back to your brother's band. You wanted a hard charge on your own. Okay. Oh, no, I, would say, <laughs> I, I give him credit for making me. Sure, sure. Making me do it. But uh, it got to a point where I yeah. wanted to be. He's three years older, so he got a little too much at that time. No, I remember playing in Iceland with the Stooges and I. Asked the dude who lived in Reykjavik there, why'd everybody move out there? And he says, man, if you ain't first born, you're going to end up working for your brother. So you fucking move. <laughs> you emigrate. <laughs> so, okay. See, that's why you tour. You learn shit like that. Okay. So d d does this band, you and uh, bass man Scott, have a name? Scott C. Steve, we call them. Uh, no, no, the band, the proj, the thing you guys were doing. Oh, the band. That was, oh, that was uh, the band. Um we did a metal band with did like speed thrash metal band dark descent was the band's name dark descent and, and what kind of material was it original or were you doing covers uh covers and original okay can Started you remember the pineco man can you remember the first dark descent gig 
<laughs> Some party around Pedro, man. Was it Kegger? Some of them Bandini, I want to say. Bandini, ain't too far from me here. You know where they switch over, yeah. right? Sixth Street. All of a sudden, yeah. Alma becomes Bandini. <laughs> <laughs> I think because there was a canyon. There used to be a lot more canyons, you know, all the water coming down from the hill. Like Jerry Trebitich told me that shit by Daniels Field, his pad, mm. yeah, it was on top of a, a fucking canyon. They just did landfill. Now, was this gig a success? Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I we mean, did they throw things. shit? I've had tons of shit thrown at me, so that's why I asked that kind of stuff. But they threw shit, but not at us to, <laughs> to get us to stop. All right, well, we did a 4th of July. There were a lot of fireworks flying around in Dodge M. Okay. Oh, it was a 4th of July gig. Okay. Yeah. Fourth of July, I got to tell the listeners, Fourth of July and Pedro can get kind of wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. I went time and drove my bike down to Cabrillo, man, and, oh, criminy. That was it was an, it, an experience. Uh, look, I want to play some melting pot here. Keys to the oh. cuckoo. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, seventy-five, billion.
make it fresh. If you can't get what I'm saying, you gotta put me to the test. You gotta get a grip yourself, getting tired to age. Because it's time to Show that chunk of music started off with Mountain Pot doing keys to cuckoo. You know about the fucking cuckoo bird? It ain't just this little thing coming out of the clock in Switzerland. This motherfucker, it has a weird kind of parasite. It don't suck blood or shit like that. What it does is it goes lays its eggs in other birds' nests. So they have to raise them. They call it brood parasite. What a lazy motherfucker. Cowbirds do it too. Anyway. A little fucking factoid there. Uh, Victoria Shen after that with Red Breast, part five of eight. Uh, Red Mass from Canada, brand new psychic driver slash midnight climax. Whoa, don't want to be in that vehicle. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, I got my boat donated Tuesday night. Fucking 18 years, a lot of tours, a lot of gigs, a lot of miles, a lot of towns, but had to say hosta. Uh, Spencer Peppin after that was score 51. Muskeg Mudsuck out of Alaska with a thirst I can't slake. Slake's an old-timey word for like a 
quench the quench like the quench the thirst kind of trip. And then finally, melting pot with time to change. Brother Donald, your turn. Please bring your yes. earliest musical recollection. My earliest recollection was uh, sitting in the back of my dad's Volvo listening to a lot of Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah, he's bad. A lot of Marvin Gaye. That's one thing I just totally remember. <laughs> my dad was a huge Marvin Gaye fan. Well, all well, the old I said stuff too, like It's Motown. The newer stuff also. And you know, a Marvin Gaye record is the only place where James Jamerson has his name. That what's going on, He did, Marvin Gaye wanted his name on a record. Because Barry Gordon wouldn't put Funk Brother names on the album covers. Wow. Yeah, so thank you, Marvin Gaye, for doing that. I was living, I was working in Lamarck Park when his daddy shot him because he stopped him from beating his mom. Crenshaw on 43rd. I remember when that happened. K-Day, I used to work across the street from k Remember that radio station? It's good. On the AM, right? That's 1680. Yeah. That was the first radio stations I wanted to listen to when I came to Pedro in the summer of uh, uh, 88. Okay. Where were you before that? Uh, I'm a military brat also. My dad was in the Air Force. Ah. And uh, before that, I lived in Oklahoma for four years. Okay. You know who's Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma City, right? Uh, no, Altus, Oklahoma. It's like the southern No, I'm going to tell you about Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. No. Charlie Christian. Oh. Uh. Guy, fucking Diz and Bird both said he invented bebop. He's the first guy to play with an amplifier, Benny Goodman's band. And down to Tulsa's Jim Keltner. I just, just got to make an album with him. Incredible drummer, man. So in the pad, when you came to Pedro, was there musical instruments in the in the pad you grew up, Donald? Not really. You know, my dad gave, would give me a guitar or a keyboard for Christmas, and I'd mess around with that. But uh, neither of my parents played any instruments whatsoever, and I'm an only child. And what about school? Were you in the marching band or the choir, shit like that? Yeah, I started playing the sax in sixth grade through the through the band program out there in Oklahoma. In alto? Alto sax, yes, yeah. sir. Okay. Fucking uh, Charlie Parker, Cannonball Adderley. Yeah. Great alto. And John Coltrane started on alto. He moved to tenor. Clean, clean Ed Vincent was playing alto when he joined his band. So he said, will you move on over to tenor, please? Said, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, Donald. First uh, record you bought with your own money? First record I bought with my own money was uh, Musical Youth. Okay. Uh, actually, I bought cassette tape while I was in Germany. <laughs> I you... saw them on the Grammys. I never heard reggae before. I'm like, yeah. what music is this? So I went to the store and bought a Musical Youth cassette tape. <laughs> I got to tell you, 1979 at UCLA, Pauly Pavilion, right? The basketball fucking thing. I, I saw Bob Marley. There's a bass man, family man, Barrett. Oh, man. Yeah. It was wow. a bitch. Even in that fucking basketball thing, it sounded great. It was beautiful. Bob, uh, he's dancing. His hair was like snakes. It was trippy. He's beautiful. It was a beautiful gig. Uh, what about first gig you saw live? Uh, first gig I saw live, you know, my parents wouldn't go out too much, so I didn't see my first live show until I was in ninth grade. That's all right. I went, I went to a ska show at the Whiskey, Let's Go Bowling, and a band called Orange Street. No, I remember Let's Go Bowling. I don't think yeah. I ever saw them, but I, I remember. You know, Fishbone comes out of that scene. Yes. Yeah, great band. Big influence. And you know, they're still going. I think Chris yeah. is back in the band, too, and stuff. Yeah, he is. Just saw him a couple of weeks ago. Okay, yeah, they're bad. Good good cats. Norwood. You know what? I think they recorded in Pedro a few years ago, or Norwood did with some kind of project. 
But great cats, great cats. You know who they told me the big influence on them was? Bus, bus Boys. Do you remember those guys? Kind of new wave. Bus Boys. Yeah. Minim- I think the, their album was called Minimum Wage Rock. <laughs> so what about you, Donald? Uh, not graduating school, but in the afternoon, after school, the bedroom band, the basement band, the garage band. Did you do sh- shit like that? Uh, yeah, I did like I did, did do I would hit up any jam session I could. Yeah. I used to go around a whole bunch of drum circles and just yeah. play my sax and that stuff. Yeah, I used to go to Sacred Grounds on the off nights. Yeah, over when, there. when it was uh, across street from Yoshi's, right, Dave? Before yeah. it was on Sixth Street, right? Yeah, okay. It was on the corner there, but yeah, okay. I think I, I saw. Were you in Linus? Uh, our trumpet player, our original trumpet player was in Linus. Okay. I probably jammed out once or twice. Because with I think I seen you playing with somebody down there in those days. I, I yeah, remember actually, doing some dose gigs, some uh, Madonna B gigs in a mouse suit and shit like that with Jerry Trebitich. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the question. How did Melt and Pot come together? Jay, you go ahead and start that one. <laughs> Just, uh... The two of us just uh, finding each other. We, we um, through Fort MacArthur, uh, we had a mutual friend. Adam uh, Gaxiola. No, no, his, his name uh, his name was James Gilman, and uh, he's in Ohio now. Okay, but we and we haven't heard from him in a long time. But anyway, we um, through through this guy, we'd uh, by chance by a fishbone quote actually. Uh, Got uh, he mentioned it to Donald, and Donald wound up calling me about it years later. So we started <laughs> hanging out, playing music together, and just um, you know, being Fishbone fans, started to uh, hatch the plan. And did start as the, a trio, huh? Did the band start as a trio? No, it just well, it was the two of us, and then we brought in Scott. Scott was in the uh, the, the metal band, Scott right. Sisky. Right, and right. we just we, we just the plan was just to play any any style of music, no no limits. We're not right. going to be a band, funk band, metal band. We're going to be in everything band. Right, right, right. We just started jamming and playing. And who who was on the drumming? The drums in the early days was uh, Troy Griffin. And ah, then, Troy. Okay. Yeah, and then not not long after that is someone you know is uh, Silly Billy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting cat. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, who who came up with the name Mountain Pot? I think we still argue over that, and we might have said it at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, but it was it, we were you know just conceptualizing and. Uh, well, the main it, concept is to be free of genre and that shit, so you can meld anything together, right? Exactly, the, the Mountain yeah, Pot. Yeah, exactly. I, I like so, that. I love that. It. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Played Metallica right to Miles Davis. Why not? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first prac? Yeah, uh, with Troy in the garage at my folks' house on Santa Cruz, um, and just a lot of jamming. And we, we first thing we did was a tune we, we called it blues funk. We played some blues and then we played some funk, and right, right, <laughs> right. semblance of a song. No, blues is at the root of a lot of stuff, it definitely funk. Uh, do you remember the first Mountain Pot gig? Well, the first, maybe even before that, was just Donald and I at Sacred Grounds. We, well, we were, at that time, we called ourselves I'm Drunk. 
Oh, you mean there was another? Ba- Look, we're at the end of the first. We're going to have to continue this. This is mysterious right. and I'll interesting. We're at the end of the first hour. It's January 16, 2023. Dishwap Pedro, so special guest, Pinecone Man, and Donald Melton Pot. Hold tight for our two. January 16, 2023. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
You were never unkempt Where you were Or where you went With your two narrow tubes Running over rouge From where the sand Back and forth to your room Every day afternoon I look for Lipstick I've missed You arrived talking shit Before you said Just know this I want you to remember it I hope I don't see you tomorrow Please say you hope you don't see me
For Pedro Show, start off the second hour, Melting Pot doing 
Surtit. Then the almighty op, I hope I don't see you tomorrow. Brand new from Felder Melder and Julian Sartorius. It's called Cran with a K, people. And then Mountain Pot with Cause. That's with a C, people. Okay, now let's continue on. So Mountain Pot actually had another name for their first gig. Well, that was that was just Donald and I improvising on an open mic night. Just drinking in the parking lot and going in cold and uh, playing whatever, making whatever noise, percussion, guitar, And we're talking stacks. sacred ground. We're talking sacred grounds. Yes, sir. Okay. Sacred grounds. Thank you, Dave, for putting on the fucking improvise duet. Yeah. Pinecone Man and Donald. And would you call that gig a success? It was all right. It was it was just us kind of tacked on somewhere in there. Now somehow, what's it called? I'm drunk. Yeah, well, we had to we had to tell him to say I am D R U N K or something like that. <laughs> okay, a little acronym. We wouldn't say I'm drunk. We okay. didn't to say that in a coffee house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Understood. So, when is the first Melton Pot gig as Melton Pot? What did you say? That, the fuck? No, no, probably the Velocity. The Velocity, yeah. yeah. Place in Torrance uh, with some warehouse. We played with a band called the Skeletones and Out of Order. Mm-hmm. I remember and, Skeletones. They were ska, right? Yeah. yeah. From Riverside. That's right, Riverside. Spanky's, there was a club out there, right? Um, yeah. Now, how'd that gig go? Now, now, who's in the band? That's not just a duet, is it? No. At that time, it was a, pretty much our fully formed band with uh, Silly Billy on drums, uh, Scott Siski on bass. Uh, we had Jay on guitar. We had another guitar player, Zachary Dingman. And we had um, uh, Samuel Thompson on trumpet and uh, Paul Vargas on trumpet. And Graham Schofield on uh, keys. Yes. Big band. Yeah. Okay. So, and what was the material? Originals? Mostly originals. Yeah, we actually had like what, like eighty percent originals for that gig. And, and, and so you guys must have prepared, right? A lot of practice to get all them tunes out, or what? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And who who's the main songwriter? All of us at that time. Ah, okay. So it's kind of like a. Yeah, we'd sit down. Collab. And yeah. Jam and just add, keep adding the seasoning. Okay, like somebody get a groove going. Yep, and someone get the next part, and someone else gets the next part, and just all piece it all together. Uh, you guys ever play with Friole Negro? Oh, yeah, Donald was in Friole Yeah, Negro. I was in that group. You were? Okay. Yeah, I played sax in that group, and I remember that was the only time you played reggae. That's right. <laughs> I'm only playing reggae for you, Vince LaFarga. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Vince was the fucking guitar man. He's great, man. I, yeah. Everybody awesome. in that band played good. I liked everybody. That that was a, yeah, it's the only time I played reggae, though. <laughs> I think I did. I remember we played that gig at the Sheridan. Though. Right, oh, right. I was going to say downtown at the Sheridan, kind of fucking weird place. And then one, at, <laughs> uh, one up at the... That's right, you were on board. Man, my memory's terrible. It's like early 2000s, people. And one at Angel's Gate Cultural Center in the gun pit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. And uh, who's the drunk? Billy ain't in the band yet, right? Silly Billy ain't. At that time, he was. Yes, he was. was. No, not at the time with me, but the time we're talking about, what was that uh, warehouse called? Yeah, Velocity. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was probably our first gig with him. Oh, really? That's the first gig with him. Now, yeah, now you guys, yeah. you had record, but it's the first. I thought it was the first gig as Mountain Pot. First, I don't mean to fucking we, flush we the punch bowl some, here. We did some with the with the other, with the first drummer with Troy. We did some uh, a lot of just jamming and stuff. We didn't have parties. a lot. Of, we didn't have a lot of originals or anything like that. It was just a lot of jamming. It was okay. Like, okay. Official gigging. Yeah, we did a lot of covers at that time. We don't think we had any original. We weren't serious yet. Yeah. Okay. Th- yeah, things got real serious with Silly Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Where is he? Where, where, where's he at these days? Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he probably wants it that way. <laughs> Someone watched tonight from the government. Yeah, right. Look, I want to play Conscious, Melting Pot. Trading 
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with Melton Pot doing Conscious. Then we had Jason Stein and Damon Smith, Adam Shedd doing the deaf voice of the light. 
Ray Shin from Reno after that with Bob's Your Uncle. And then Melton Pot with My Poor Little Bitch. Uh, that sounds tender. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about recording? When did Melton Pot record? Because I know, I remember Jer playing me a tape. We did uh, the first album probably in like 96, 95, 96. We started recording that first album. And where'd you do it? Where we started was it? Was, did we start on the eight ads? Did we start on the eight ads? No, the very first one was on the the Tascam oh, eight track. Tascam eight track. Yeah, we had the two songs on the cassette. But but, but where 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 here uh, here in Pedro? Right here yeah. in Pedro, my folks' house on Santa Cruz. Oh wow. There. Kind of a converted garage. The right. Blue room. The blue room. The blue room. All right. Live at the blue room. Okay. And uh, now who, 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 was it the same lineup? It had, had it changed yet? No, that was all the same lineup. Okay, all same lineup. So you're taking those, like, those that first batch of tunes, that becomes the first album. I think that's what I heard. How long did it take you guys to record that? Way too long. Because <laughs> I was, I would be thinking all the gigs in Prague could be just like a gig in front of the mics, you know? Yeah, this is the first, well, the first, the two songs on the on the, um, on the task cam that didn't take long. But when we did uh, the Polarities of Paradox, that, yeah, that took a long time because we that we did on ADAT, and I think at some point we transferred it to Pro Tools, and then some. I don't know. It got, it got way too complicated. We did some on Eighth Eighth and Pacific. There was a warehouse. Oh, I remember that pad. Right, it was in the alley. Yeah. 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 yeah I never went in there, but people told me about it. Cats yeah, recorded the there. Alley and it's just like an abandoned office building. And so we did some work in there. And that took, we didn't finish it till 98. Oh, we did the uh, uh, G Sun, the Beastie Boys. Were they? Yeah. Wherever they, where was that? Beastie was Boys were up in Atweller Village above a, pl <laughs> a, a plumbing shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. I remember because I, I recorded a song there. They, they had like fucking some hoops in there. You could play basketball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, basketball, yeah. Yeah, so that was recorded all over. So, so the, yeah, but what was your connect with the Beasties? Uh, it was through our label. This guy Daryl Rubio from Stiff Rock Records had a, a connection. There was an engineer from Pedro. Brian was his name, right? Mm -hmm. And he worked with the Beastie Boys over at G-Sun Studios. So somehow he knew him from Pedro, and he ended up helping us out mixing out our Players of Paradox album up there. Oh, All stuff out on ADAT. Okay, okay. And, and Mountain Pot, uh, they never really toured, did they? Not much. No. Just up and down California coast to Arizona and stuff. That's about it. So Arizona, like Phoenix? Did uh, Tempe. Tempe. Well, yeah, Tempe, that's it. We're trying to do Vegas. Tempe's a college can't... town in the Phoenix metro area. Uh, uh, what's it called? Arizona State Sun Devils. So that's like 400 miles. What about the other 400 miles uh, to the city? San Francisco. Did you go there? Did uh, Berkeley and Berkeley. Bakersfield. And uh, I think that's about it. it was just, just little mini tours. Right, right. So mainly Pedro Band, right? Okay. L.A., Hollywood, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's 30 miles. That's kind of a tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know how hard it is for people to get out of Pedro anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually you talk to Pedro dudes, uh, you know, the guys that call themselves dogs and shit like that. Like their big trip is Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
You, or Cabo. Yeah, or Cabo, right, right. Brother Ben just got back from Cabo. Yeah. Or uh, in the old days, when I was a teenager, it was uh, Encinitas, right? Uh, Rosarita Beach by Encinitas. Ensenada. Ensenada, not Encinitas. That's fucking still San Diego. God, yeah. they used to be nothing, too. I remember North County was like barren. Things change, huh? So, look, we're at the end of the second hour. No, we're not. We got a little more, a little more thing. When, when does the next big uh, band member change come? Uh, when we lost Bill. Yeah. Uh, he. We won't go into that too much. No, but, no, uh, no. We don't want to. <laughs> Everyone has their own yeah. stories about that. It's, it's, it had an odor to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got uh, Nate. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he played with us for many, many, many years. Yeah. Right. Probably in 98 till... Did you guys have a conga player? We do now. We've had on and off. We used to have uh, Danny Partita play percussion. Uh, uh, Danny Lou! Fuck! Because I saw some video of you guys playing Brew uh, 6th Street, right? That Brew thing. And uh, somebody's on conga. That's probably uh, David Porish. Pepe, we call him. Uh, he's, He's new to the band. He used to play in a band called Mob Town. Okay. Uh, plays a uh, steel drum and uh, all. Percussion. Well, I, I found something live of you doing a version of Buddha for, uh, Afro with you, but Afro, and uh, we'll play at the end of the show. But we're at the end of the second hour now, January 16, twenty twenty-three edition. Watt Peter show special guest Pineco Man and Donald of Mountain Pot. Hold tight for hour three. January 16, twenty twenty-three. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
shafts of light trickling down through the in-between spaces of the golden autumn leaves. Not cold enough yet for snow. Catch a glimpse of the clouds rolling by. The puffy white clouds in the big blue sky. Moon rising to meet the stars in the cool night air. Sun getting to bed after a long day of fair. Not cold enough yet for
Watt for Pedro Show. Start off third hour with Melton Pot doing Tom Tom. Then we had the primary mystical experience. It's Jared out in the desert doing Mana Land. Like Mana, huh? Like in a chow of the, uh, special people. Or special chow for people. That's better. Orthodox out of Sevilla, Spain. Sevilla. The long defeat. And then finally... Again, Mountain Pot, but this one, Pink Clouds. Who wrote Pink Clouds? That's all of us. Another collab? Yes, sir. Okay. Does anybody ever come in with a lick? <laughs> or, or does uh, yeah. anybody come in with, like, words? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, is, I understand, the main way you guys uh, compose is at, at, with jams, right? And getting a groove together. But it, do you ever mix it up, shake it up a little? Most of the, the words are Donald's. Uh, some of the newer, like Keys Cuckoo, the, those were mine, but historically most of the uh, lyrics have been uh, Donald's. And uh, a lot of, um, it, it would be Scott Siski. We'd build a lot off of him with the, the bass riffs. Yeah. And um, we just kind of build off of that. Well, uh, are words like first or are they last? Usually last. Yeah, yeah. okay. Donald, what do you... Well, I usually have like words and lyrics written down in my in my my lyric book. Yeah, you got and a little trove. Jam, I, I the words just automatically fit that type of groove. So you got like a little trove, a little collection. So you don't have to write on demand. You can like reach back into your little collection. Exactly, and then from there, I'll, I'll like improvise <laughs> off of that. Switch a couple words here and there to to fit the mood. What about the, you know? I have a lot of cats on the show. They use this shit on their leash called a voice memo, and they just, like, kind of do a mouth beat. And that's how they, like, kind of write, kind of compose. You guys do that stuff? I've just been doing that recently this past year. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, before I'd have, like, a, a micro cassette tape. Yeah. And I would just spit into that all the time. But this this past year, I've been using voice memos on the phone, <laughs> catching up to the future. And, and Donald, you, you compose on sax? I do. Okay. Because you told Bad me, you, yeah, I, I was going to say, because you mentioned some keyboards, so I'm, a lot of dudes do compose on keyboard. Mm -hmm. But mostly being sax-oriented, and that's yeah. my first main instrument, uh, that's where my mind goes to first and foremost. Okay, okay. And Pico Man? Is there... What about your, your method of composing? Uh, a lot of it in, in the mind. Just, just so you not, you hang on to the licks in your memory. See, that's why I had to go. Now I ain't got a smart leash, so I can't do voice memo. But I do have a little digital recorder, and I I do that shit because I can't. I have a good lick and shit, and then it's fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to sing it or play it or something. Yeah, and yeah. Get it, get caught up. But a lot of it is is kind of hatched in the mind, or or maybe just jamming on guitar. But but there's the you know there's shit in the, in the mind that doesn't. The fingers won't do. Yeah, of course, of course. Man, John Coltrane talked about that. That's why they say, are you angry player? No, if I'm angry at anybody, it's at myself because I can't get what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just finished, uh, almost ready to finish my seventh book on the guy. I've been reading all kinds on him. But I'm interested in this idea of composing, you know, especially, you know, when we were younger and everybody just copying off records. It's, uh, that's one good thing about the movement, you know, that people were writing their own material. So I'm really interested in this and the different ways to go about it. Do you guys make demos? Uh, 
Not much. So you, when you go to record, that's going to be the deal. What was the album you guys made after that uh, one in 98? 96, 98? Uh, we did the Dedication EP. Yeah. That's, that's got Nate Jones on it on keyboards. Yeah. Um, that's mostly just three uh, studio recordings and a few live recordings. Yeah. And, um, yeah, those songs... Uh, that's a lot of Scott Siski, a lot of uh, him bringing those bass riffs and just building off of them. And and uh, he'd start with Nate, and I'd, I'd get in with them on guitar and just build, 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 and Donald would put the put the vocals on the top. Sometimes they start with guitar, though, right? Like, yeah. for example, this live version, we're going to play the next chunk of music of uh, uh, Buddha Fro. That's that, that's a guitar all at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that probably in the in the blue room was just um, just uh, me strumming those two chords and people kind of coming in with it and building off of it. Right, 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 right. Uh, well, what about I Want a Funk? Who wrote that one? That would be Scott. Okay, CD. let's listen for Scott, brother Scott.
Live for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. That chunk started out with I Want a Funk from Melton Pot. Came from the Bassman people. Let's learn from that. Loom and the Texas Home Records after that with Blowing Smoke Up Your Ass. They're actually from Fukuoka, Japan. And then finally, Boot Afro, live in Sa- at San Pedro Brewing Company, October 15, 2016, Melton Pot. Is there a Melton Pot website? There was, but uh, not not at this time. Okay. Get up and going. There's a, there is a Facebook. So there's, there's, a, a, there's some corporate telephone pole you can staple some flyers onto. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so people, but one day you want your own website again because it's like having your own fanzine. And what what's the next plans for the band? Find a drummer. <laughs> you mean yeah, Jerry Trevitich? Is he just helping you guys out? Uh, for now, we'll, we'll see if he wants to do it uh, okay. long term. I mean, he's... Uh, you know, he was my second man drummer for a long time. That guy can play. The guy can play. You know that, yeah. Yeah, if he, if he can do it, we'd, we'd love to have him. So we'll definitely pursue that. So right now, the band's kind of in flux, kind of in a holding pattern? It is, yeah. Our previous drummer moved to Australia right as COVID hit. Yeah. He's from Australia, and he moved back there. Okay. And uh, that was uh, that was Jack uh, Perry, right? Jack. Well, well, who else in the band has changed? Uh, Paul doesn't play with. He plays with us on and off. Uh, Sam Thompson doesn't play with us anymore. Uh, we've had kind of rotating second and third horn players, uh, but the core uh, of um, Donald, myself. Graham Schofield, and then we got a uh, new bass player, Andy. Well, new for 12 years now. <laughs> <laughs> latest. Well, since, latest. Since Scott, since Scott passed away, uh, Andy yeah. stepped in, a young man, uh, and is just handling it just amazingly, just knocking it out of the park. He's awesome. So, so, so besides looking for a drummer, and st- so it's really only the drumming you're looking for. Okay. But are you guys right material? You got plans for a new recording? What's what's the plan for Mountain Pot, twenty twenty three? We have some recordings. Uh, we we need to mix them and get on with it. <laughs> we need to kick ourselves in the asses and get them out there. But uh, we do have um, four or five songs recorded need to be mixed, and then we have uh, several more that are uh, either half recorded or need to be recorded. Um, so as long as we don't have a solid drummer right now, we can work on that. And, um, once we have everything lined up, we'll, we'll be back at it. And also we do have a seven inch single coming out this year with stay beat records. And now uh, we end up getting the drummer, uh, from Los Lobos, Alfredo. Fredo. Fredo's I, yeah. Fredo was on the show. Fredo was on the show a few months ago and he told me he fucking went from, uh, I guess he was with, uh, Huge in the uh, uh, Gogo Bordello, and then he, you know, from Beastie Boys. That guy's got uh, uh, quite a journey with music, and now he's with Los Lobos. That's a crazy. Well, I want to tell and you something. And then he's got his own band too, Bongaloids. Yep, that guy was in a ska band called Yes Guy. That's right. Drum- yep, he told me up when he came on the show. Yes Guy, yeah. Because yeah. Gardena, you know, I know he went to school in Pico Rivera, but I think he has a connect with uh, Money Mark Nishida. I heard he had a Pedro connection. 
Okay, maybe. Well, he, yeah, Mark. he did. I did some when Dave moved the sacred grounds onto 6th Street. I did some gigs with Money Mark. But he's mm. originally uh, Gardena, and he's the guy who brought in Mario Caldado with the Beastie wow. Boy crew. It's small world, cats. It's small <laughs> world. <laughs> it's bitching. I'm just so glad you guys keep on, keep on. When you get this album recorded, I want you to come back on the show, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Pedro Strong, right? Thank you so much. We keep on keeping on. People, it's been the January 16, 2023 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.